0: Good morning, good morning. I got bowl in the studio.
1: With Let's talk computers and internet. How are you today, sir? Pretty good. Good morning. Yeah, it is a nice, beautiful day outside today. It's going to be like 80 something. It might storm a little bit later this afternoon, but that's not that big of a deal. That'll be okay. Uh, I typically like to start by mentioning what the weather is like because recycling is such a huge part of our business. It really is. It's probably over half of our business in all honesty. Uh, But so uh, we always have recycling available until 5 p.m. That's when our our location closes, so bring anything you have out to us. We have our recycling event today in Petersburg, which awesome. is one of our bigger events. So it's just, yep. yep, just a single event, which we have quite a few people at attending to. So uh awesome, awesome. Yeah,
0: always a big turnout for those. I'm 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 always amazed when I see pictures when people are yep. posting pictures of the, the box trucks or the semis, depending yep. on the I'm always size. amazed
1: we've been doing this for over ten years at this point, and every every single year, even with electronics changing. In size and oh, yeah. capacity, we we still get thousands and thousands of pounds of electronics. There's there's so much electronic waste in the world. Oh, I yeah. mean, we just we constantly buy devices, and if they only work for a year or something, then we just dispose of them, replace them. Something along those lines. So. Well, if you're like me, sometimes you put them in your
0: garage and you kind of forget yep. about them, and then you come spring cleaning comes, it's like, oh, I've got all these things that I yep. need to, I need to recycle because I don't want to just throw it away or put it in the garbage can yeah. because I know it's got personal data on there, yep. and that's where you guys come in and handle all that. If it's you know your televisions or your computers, yep. you wipe all
1: that. So not even just the personal data, just the precious metals that are inside of them to be used to make other electronics since electronics are advancing so much. And uh, some of them have hazardous components in them. So those do need to be handled correctly. But yeah, what you just said is something a lot of people don't seem to think about in today's age where the vast majority of things have some kind of personal data stored on them. We talk about the internet of things where just everything in the entire world is starting to become much, much more connected. And part of being connected is just transferring data between devices, um, so yeah, you would never imagine your TV, your printers, uh, any other kind of, maybe like a Fitbit, I know that was something you sent me an article oh. of, that might contain some kind of personal data, right. so you, can't, you don't want to just throw these electronics away, and you definitely don't want to just leave them outside of our Location when we're closed after hours. Well, not only is it against the law, it, yeah, it, you're you're doing this, you're protecting
0: yourself too. Yeah, that's, it's it's well. a pretty
1: hefty fine for illegal dumping. Um, even if you're leaving it at our building, we have business hours, so you do have to recycle during those business hours. Uh, but yeah, we're not responsible for stuff that's outside yeah. of our business hours. So if you leave a TV and somebody walks by and takes it, and they are smart enough to take the TV apart, find the board that might contain any kind of login information. Oh yeah hook up some device that can actually read the data that's stored on that. And now they just got your personal right. information
0: because you start, you store your login information. You got your yep. Netflix passwords, your, you know,
1: your Google account yep. passwords,
0: anything like that. And, and a great. lot of that
1: stuff, it's not saved in plain text. So it's not quite right. as easy as we're like making it out to be, but it is such, it is very, very important for you to not just throw any of these electronics away. Don't just leave things right. in places that you don't trust them. Right. Trust is a huge, huge part of our business. Every year we get audited several times uh, to make sure we're following these procedures, to make sure that our data is handled correctly. Everything that comes in on recycling is either wiped three separate times or physically destroyed, just depending on, you know, just the rules and whether or not they'll be reused. Um, Because everything we do sell is refurbished, so we get stuff in. Uh, everything we sell is business grade stuff, so we right. don't sell any of the residential stuff that comes in. But and, and the business grade is quite a bit, be, a lot better than the residential. Yeah, it's stuff. usually taken care of way better oh, than yeah. residential stuff. So, and we we just have a we get such a massive amount of those in. We can we have a thousand different or we have a thousand units of one particular laptop that I've been going through, which is oh wow, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we have an entire room at this point dedicated to just the laptop parts for machines that we have sold that we will... Replace the parts in, and I mean it's an entire room bigger than this studio that we're in right now, with just shelves of laptops, five or six of each model. Some of them, like this one I'm talking about, we have thousands of the exact same one. We have, I think it's 15 of that particular one, just to make sure we, and that's just laptops that have like a BIOS password or they don't even start. We know most of the components work in them. Getting ready for Black Friday already? I'm telling you. I mean, I know we
0: joke about it, but you probably are. You're getting getting all the stuff together for that. Yep, that's, trying feel to that figure summer out.
1: air and just know that, yeah, Thanksgiving's right around the corner and I'm certainly not trying to, you know, jump through the calendar. We've got all of the summer to get ready for, but uh, yeah, we think about these Black Friday, we think about this Black Friday sale very, very early in the year because we only do one sale a year and we offer up to 50% off of the machines yeah. that we're selling. So it's, it's such a good deal. Oh, we, yeah. we do so much business during that one week. Uh, it was a weekend, but now it's a full week that we have our Black Friday sale uh, that, yeah, we start looking for right now. We've got two pallets of machines that are set up in the back behind rebuild that are I'm not going through them yet. I just look at them and I see them and I go, those are our Black Friday sales. And it could even get to the point where we cut that pallet open. The first machine has a BIOS password. So does the second. So does the third. So does the fourth. Suddenly we find out this entire pallet of machines. Every one of them has a BIOS password. So we just they're just disposed of. We just recycle them, send them down the road. Um, And at that point, then we have to find another machine to fill that sale slot. Right, because you
0: can't do once they've got that BIOS password. You can't do much to... To wipe that, yep. it's pretty. they're pretty set.
1: <laughs> yep. So with as many machines as we make, and we actually have several machines up front for sale still that were from our Black Friday sale back in Thanksgiving. Uh, we made so many of these machines. We sell a good amount of these machines, but then we have several more for our inventory that we kind of get a little bit of a reprieve and rebuild. I usually take the end of the year and rebuild to do a really big overhaul and deep cleaning of the actual room itself. Mm. Uh, That's a time to uh, two years ago, I upgraded the monitors that we had. So we had a monitor that was VGA and DVI and we had a monitor that was VGA or sorry, uh, was HDMI and display port. And now we have one monitor that has all four of those ports. So I replaced eight monitors with four, monitors cleaned up the area a little bit oh yeah and that's because we make so many sh- machines we have that inventory up front that right we have machines still available and uh, yeah getting ready for that Black Friday sale is always a lot of fun Oh um, yeah, for sure, sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And then also too, if you know,
0: if you're looking for something to do today to kinda go back in history, if you've cleaning out your garage and all that for the recycle to go to the Illinois State Museum. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wanted to bring that up. I know we've talked about it and it's a blast from the past just yeah. to see how much technology
1: has changed. Do you know when I'm I'm pretty sure that they're going to be uh, rotating, aren't they? So they're only gonna be in Springfields for a certain amount of time. I know that the event is open until September or sometime but I'm pretty September sure it's going to be 4, rotating. So I don't know how long it's still here in Springfield, but I took my children, my four-year-old and my oh. two-year-old to it. Uh, it was like two or three weeks ago, and they absolutely loved it. They wanted yeah. to play with the toys that were in the cases, and it's like, well, you can't. Not only are those toys in the cases, but they're 40-something yeah. years old <laughs> yeah, bit, older than that. sorry. <laughs> But, but, yeah, yeah, it, it, I went there a few weeks ago
0: with the wife, and it just brought back so many memories yep. growing up and seeing that Nintendo again, even though I've got one, but just seeing it yep. hooked up on that, on that couch. I think we had a couch
1: like that, too. Yeah. I love and, that the CRT TV has the line that kind of moves oh. across it as the TV is on. It's that really authentic feel, whereas, like, for April Fool's, which happened recently, uh, some games, they, you know, they do some kind of, like, joke stuff um magic the gathering one they made it so that the play area you're playing on look like a a desk in high school or you could also have a filter that went over it where it was like that crt tv type of look and it was it's just funny that uh that's like a a cosmetic at this point in time where people have to enable a filter that makes it look like that crt whereas back when we were growing up and you were playing games on a crt that CRT line that kind of like goes across it a little bit that's just kind of that's actually there and built in and it's funny that games were made to play on CRTs, oh yeah. And if you play them on normal uh, TVs and monitors now, they look off and they look a little weird because they're not—they're pixelated a right. certain way to For that. mesh with the CRTs.
0: Yeah, with that CRT, yep. absolutely. And then there were like the Nintendo with with the gun. I don't—you yeah. can't use that on one of the newer the new TVs. You know? Yeah, because of the way right, that it the was
1: designed. The, the TV. Yeah, the I'm not sure the TV, it's not radio waves, but whatever TV waves that. Because it would flash a little black screen and it would actually bounce a laser to the TV and back and it would interact with whatever the glass is or some component in it. So yeah, it's cool that as technology advances some of the older technology you just you actually can't use it with new technology because they don't talk to each other correctly yeah and that's wow. actually a huge reason why to keep things okay. up to date as far as security updates and firmware, update. firmware updates
0: yeah. all right we need to take a quick commercial break we'll be right back let's talk computers and internet with blh computers on 927 wmay springfield's news and talk Welcome back to 927 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk with the BLH Show. If you got any questions, you want to call in, join the conversation, 217 629 7970. And I kind of wanted to go back and talking about how valuable our data is, and people don't realize. Um, like this past week, um, KFC, uh, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut—they had the ransomware attack that happened back in January, I believe. Yeah. And just how much our data is out there, and you don't, like I said, you don't, you don't realize it. They had a ransomware attack on their uh, data. I, I don't remember the exact details of it off the top of my head, but
1: yeah, yeah. it's just one of the. It, it's funny that. Uh, it, it, KFC, uh, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell, they are all owned by the same Yum! brands. And it was the Yum! brands who had the ransomware attack. And it just mentions the main thing that it was pointing out is that driver's license information and login oh. information to any of their websites has been compromised. And uh, so ransomware is they somebody on, in their network oh. clicked an email or downloaded something they weren't supposed to, and it ran an executable behind the scenes that they didn't see. And as soon as that runs, I mean, it's, it's basically instantaneous. Oh yeah. Uh, What happens is it encrypts all of the files that are on there, but it also creates a copy of them on the attacker's server. So they have your files and you have them on your computer still, but they are encrypted. They allow you to unencrypt some of them just to show you that it is uh, recoverable. But most of the time, the only way to get your data back from doing this is to pay them the amount. Most of the time, uh, once these things are paid... The attackers oh. do give your data back, and that kind of ensures uh, honor among thieves, I guess. I don't know. Um, we've seen recently in the past couple of years that some people have oh. cut all communication once they get paid. Oh, so yeah. that kind of hurts the uh, trust that if you pay these people, you'll get your data back. I know you don't necessarily want to pay ransomware no. uh, hackers, but it depends on how valuable your data is. Um and well, hosp- hospitals—not our local ones—but I think have been a victim of yeah. this in the in the past. Yeah, and where- I think that should be some kind of moral, uh, moral law against that. You should never attack hospitals. Kind of like in in war, oh, you don't attack oh, medics or do anything right, that's a, a crime against humanity. So for you to ransomware or encrypt hospital data against their will and force them to pay you to get it back, I do think is a uh, a very bad thing to do. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so they. The main thing that is important is if you get any kind of ransomware or something like this happens, if you have a backup of the data, it doesn't necessarily matter. You can just cut ties with them. You can You're right. you still have that data. Right. You can still continue operations. And mentioned in there that it had 300-something locations closed for an entire 24-hour period because they had to, I don't know exactly, figure out what it was. It doesn't sound like they had a backup of the data. So, Yeah, absolutely. So it's but just, then you have to worry about the, rans- the, ha- the attackers selling the personal data if... Uh, uh, if you if this data is in any kind of plain text or if it is oh, easily yeah. unencryptable, um, if the people are able to figure out what this is, if they're able to figure out what driver's license information is and username and password information may not seem that big of a deal to like the KFC or Pizza Hut website. But I wonder how many of our listeners use the exact same login information for oh, these websites absolutely. as they would for their Gmail account or oh, yeah. as they would for Google. Uh, any other kind of like Facebook right. or any other kind of personal website.
0: Absolutely. And that, and you've talked about this and I think Brian's talked about this in the past to kind of make unique passwords yeah. for those sites to help. So that way, if they do get your password, they don't know it for all of your sites. Yeah.
1: And we're actually to the point in time now where uh, really unique passwords are strong, but it's actually better to have some kind of like phrase, multi-word password. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't... You, I, I learned recently that changing... Uh, Certain alphabets into certain numbers is very easy for hackers to understand So, you know like an O to a zero that doesn't right. provide any additional security really So doing that sort of thing isn't that great of an idea You want random numbers or you want numbers put in there that like not a T replaced with a seven that doesn't necessarily uh, Ensure security well, and
0: I try to I try to tell people to um, uh, Don't don't put something in there that somebody could identify you like say if you're if your last name's you know um smith don't try to make your password you know smith where they can google and, and find your birthday and your birthday yeah. right exactly that way it, it's more
1: unique that way yep so it, it, it might seem, you know they need to know your last name and your birthday in order to attack you but if you've ever put that information even completely and totally separate anywhere on the internet it's very easy to link all of these different pieces oh, yeah. of information together. If we see the same MAC address and the same IP address right. logs into Facebook, logs into Gmail, logs into you know, KFC, we can reasonably assume right. that that's the same person logging into these accounts. Right. So, if these ransomware people, they just get these username and passwords, the first thing they do is go to right. all of the major websites and just try to log into these various accounts.
0: And, and I hate to say this too, Google yourself. That's yeah. how they find a lot of this information yeah. too. So if you then just put, put, put your name into, right. yeah,
1: just a Google search, it, if you've ever put any of this data online, it can show up. So your name, your address, your place of business, <laughs> your telephone number – it's very important to consider what data you are putting online. I know one thing that a lot of people don't think about is when they're filling out the hundreds and hundreds of oh, just yeah. random questionnaires, just what Harry Potter character oh, are right. you or what Lego set build are you or whatever. Uh, some right. of those questions can be identifiable information Oh yeah, where you can use the answer as your security question. Absolutely. So if you're ever doing some kind of questionnaire and the question is like, what was the first dog you had growing up, a lot of people can use that as an answer to one of their security questions if they get locked out of an account. Um, And what we're talking about here as far as the ransomware stuff, this is where two-factor authentication is very, very important. If they have your username and your password and they try to log into your Gmail, but you have Gmail two-factor or multi-factor authentication, uh, they need to have access to whatever that other account is in order to actually take control of it. And you should get some kind of email or notification, hey... uh, a device at this location has tried to log into your account. That's what I think is the coolest part is it will actually oh. tell you where yeah. the device is located at that tried to log into your account. So if you open it up and it's like, oh, somebody in France tried to log into my account. I mean, I'm clearly in the United States, so right. that very clearly wasn't me. I've had that happen with my Yahoo account
0: because yeah. I have the I have to prove it on my phone keep saying, somebody's trying to log into your account. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm not doing it, so yep. if I know it's not me doing change it. Change your password. Yep.
1: Change it to something that would be some, something much more complicated than what it currently is. I know a lot a lot of services uh, like Gmail and YouTube and Facebook. Oh, oh yeah. um, they can, somewhere in the settings, they have like a currently logged in, so it can tell you how many devices are currently logged into whatever account you're on. And usually a lot of the times, you can just click a button and have it auto-log in oh, yeah. from every account that's not the one you're currently on so that It helps to prevent people from if they do have access to these kind of accounts. It removes that access and then you change your password. And if you don't have multi factor authentication set up, I strongly, strongly recommend it on practically everything. Right. Even your KFC pizza. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are something that I would link my credit card to. So I would want auto, I would want two factor authentication. I don't want somebody to, you know, hack my KFC account and spend $2,000 ordering food that even if at the, at the end of the day it all ends up being a wash and gets taken care of that's still a headache that i would have to deal with so. oh yeah absolutely well we need to take a quick let's talk computers and internet
0: with blh computers on 927 wmay springfield's news and talk Let's talk computers and internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Welcome back to 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk with the BLH Show. If you've got any questions, please feel free to join us, 217-629-7970. And I kind of wanted to bring up TikTok, yeah. Montana being the first state to van
1: tiktok yep, starting in january it. yep and that just means that it's illegal to download it it's not illegal to use it which i, I it's a little silly that i don't know we're concerned about the data going oh, yeah. out of our country overseas and having other people having access to our data very specifically this app in particular collects way more data than should be allowed um I haven't looked exactly into what Montana's exact wording on the ban or the law that they created. But I know the one that the federal government was trying to do last week or the week before, uh, it is a much, much broader oh. law than oh, yeah. just banning TikTok. Um, it's, they would actually go through and look at all data, and it would make uh, things like um, VPN encryption oh. illegal. Right. So even it, using a VPN with the law the federal government was trying to pass, it, it was like a $10,000 fine per oh. usage, per instance or something. So it's it, uh, absurd. Um, I wow. yeah. I agree that we shouldn't be just giving unfiltered data to anyone in the entire world, whether it's right. a foreign country or somebody on our soil, but I, I like with uh, the owner of ByteDance or whoever their representative was that was in the United States had mentioned about their Project Texas where oh, they yeah. were going to be building a server in Texas that would have all the data go to it and then it would be filtered out of the United States. So we, you can actually at that point... Unpack the data, see what all it is, block certain parts of it, and send the rest on if you wanted to. Um, that gives us much more control over it. Uh, I mean, that allows the government, the United States, uh, to look at what data you're sending. It would so. be
0: interesting, too, though, how they plan to, if, if this actually happens in January, how yeah. they plan to enforce it, too. Yeah. Uh, how to enforce that ban, because I, I just don't know how that would. Even work?
1: Uh, well, it would, it would be removed from the app store. So if your GPS says you're within the states of Montana, you just wouldn't be able to see it on the app store. Um, there, You should still be able to torrent it or find it if you jailbreak any kind of your uh, device. Gotcha. Um, everything on the Internet is completely and totally tracked. So if you illegally download an app, you could very well get in trouble for it. So I don't think that you should try to do that. It says that, yeah, there's no forcing people to remove it or stop them from using it. So it's almost like a weird kind of band aid where it doesn't, it kind of helps, but it doesn't really help. So
0: if they don't, if they don't have it and they live in Montana, they won't be able to download it. But if they're in another neighboring state, they could download it and then go back into Montana.
1: Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) these devices, almost every device, maybe not every device, but a majority of devices have some kind of GPS location in them. So yeah, your phone can tell when you cross a state line and you're no longer considered in Montana anymore, you might have different access to apps on the app store. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look at see if it's based on, like, where your, you yeah. know, my phone is linked to my person who lives right. in Montana, so just my phone might not be able to download it at all, or, yeah, it's interesting to see how they're going to try and control this very specific app that is gathering a lot of data on yeah. people oh, yeah. to send to various parts of the world,
0: and it makes me wonder too, because this past week they're they're pushing their new app called Lemon Eight, yeah, um, which is supposed to be a competitor to Instagram. Yeah, so it'll
1: it'll be interesting how that plays into all of this now too. Yep, yeah, we'll see if people want to jump from Instagram to a new kind of unknown app. Um, I think Instagram. Co- they, they started doing the Reels thing a little bit late, so they kind of yeah. jumped on a little bit late, but Instagram's been established for a long time, and they've been around for a long time, and they're owned by Meta. Right. This is Facebook, essentially, oh, yeah. we're talking
0: about. Absolutely.
1: Um, so- and- I don't know if people will necessarily jump to a new kind of unknown social media. Right. We'll see if they do, but this is the same sort of thing where we're seeing everybody, every single corporation Uh in the entire world realizing how important and how valuable this sort of data is, even just for marketing and advertising purposes. Uh, Who was it? GM, I think, is one we talked about. Oh, yes, yes. Where they don't want to allow Apple CarPlay or the Android Auto within their vehicles moving forward. They're going to have their own proprietary Proprietary. stuff with an app that you would download on your phone. And Ford, I think they're gonna allow
0: that, they're gonna allow, still allow the uh, Apple CarPlay and yeah. the uh, Android Auto on theirs, cause they don't want to take that approach. But yeah, it's amazing how,
1: how important your data is and how much your data is sold instantly. Yep, people, you always forget how much this this valuable this data is, so even something like the, the Yum, Branding, oh, yeah. who all they, all they got were driver's license and login credential. Sure. That is, you can find out quite a bit of information on somebody just based on login information, sure. but the driver's license information tells you exactly where you live, what state you're in. Whether it's valid or not, right. if you have any kind of uh, like visual mm-hmm. or auditory issues of any kind. So, you know, you require hearing mm-hmm. aid or glasses. Uh, um, well, and then speaking of, you know, getting your personal data,
0: um, we mentioned earlier about Fitbit. You know, they're trying to... Uh, Google owns Fitbit now, so they're going to be forcing people to link their Fitbit to their Google account in uh, 2025. Just another way to get your data and sell your data.
1: Yep, so instead of Google getting the data from Fitbit, they would just be collecting the data themselves since they own Fitbit. Fitbit. Right. Um, Yeah, everywhere is seeing... Uh, every little yeah. tidbit of information that you can gain about people is incredibly important. Uh, Apple had the watches where they oh, are yeah. banned from being uh, shipped to the United States and sold here because oh. they contained that biometric scanner. It oh. oh, yeah. just takes uh, your heart rate information, your blood pressure information. There's some... Uh, Copyrighted uh, lawsuit oh, yeah. with that with another with another company, another say, company yeah. saying it's their technology basically yeah. and Apple
0: can't uh, be doing that.
1: Yeah, but you see this giant giant company going, hey, you're collecting a bunch of data that would be very valuable for us oh, to get,
0: absolutely.
1: and even if it's not for advertising purposes, which I think almost all of it is for. Oh, it How is. do we sell more stuff to these people? Oh yeah. Well, I just went and looked up a bunch of. Cu- Cupcake uh, recipes, because my daughters were on spring break, so my four- and two-year-old were with me this whole week. So we made cupcakes a couple of times. Um, is Google or Facebook or Apple collecting that data? And then now, oh, within the next week or so, am I going to start seeing boxes rest. of cupcake <laughs> yeah, mix absolutely. or cupcake uh papers, you know, just that sort of stuff advertised to me because of where I have been on the internet over the past week.
0: Oh, yeah. I I talked about vacation. There was a couple weeks ago I had talked about vacations, and it seemed like within 10, 15 minutes, I started getting ads everywhere I looked about vacations. Book here, book there, book here. We've got the best price. Yep. Yep. And it, it, it's like it's listening or it's taking your cookies. It's the and cookies looking- is a
1: lot of the time what it is, is these, these websites will keep little pieces of information and other websites will access that little piece of information. And then they can build a, a profile on you and who you are, where you go, the types of things that you have done. And this happens automatically. The Internet, everything that is connected to each other is recording every single thing that happens automatically. Throughout the entire history of everything that's always been connected. And that's actually how uh, it was a couple, it was like a month or two ago, we spoke about the government getting involved in the NFTs that were stolen by a foreign country. Oh, yeah. That were cut into pieces, turned into various pieces of cryptocurrency. Those cryptocurrencies were laundered into other pieces of cryptocurrency. And throughout those... I don't know, 20, 30 different tiny pieces of cryptocurrency. They were able to piece it all back together and find out who exactly stole what from who, when, and where the exact path that it took traveling over the internet, because all of these devices are connected. Yeah. Say, Oh, Hey, at 10 PM, I got a packet of data from IP address. So-and-so, and it asked me to forward it to IP address. So-and-so. So that's what I did. And that's yeah. how every device on the internet works. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's scary.
0: It's really, I mean, to me, it's, really scary how how well we're connected and you you know the younger generation they don't realize what they're doing they're sending their data everywhere because they're connected and they just don't
1: care yeah and they
0: don't care a lot of
1: them don't care they 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 just know that their favorite video social media app is getting banned and it's not fair because i had a lot of people like my picture or my video that was me dancing of you know blah 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 um but it's That's kind of the whole – it's not a honeypot necessarily, but if something is free, it's never free. Oh, yeah. You're always paying for it. You're paying for it somehow, and, yeah, they're just collecting this data on you, and even if it is for something as minuscule as to sell stuff back to you, it's – Well, that's
0: why we've gotten these checks, you know, with Facebook, with with Instagram, with – was it Snapchat, and there seems like there's more. There's a lot of
1: them, yeah, because they're collecting data on you that they're not supposed to, and they're either not handling it correctly or they're not disposing of it appropriately. So yeah, unfortunately, most of the time we've seen with these class action lawsuits, they're just a slap on the wrist. These companies that collect this data on you have to be making a substantial amount of money more than... The slap on the wrist that they're getting. Oh yeah, and especially when we get those settlement checks, we're we're get, we're not even getting probably even a remote amount of what they've made on us. Yeah, which I still have not gotten my Snapchat one. I know it's only like 30 or something dollars. Yeah, it's not, not going to be a lot, but I still have not gotten it. And I signed up to go through PayPal, so it should have been quicker than anybody getting any kind of check. Um, so I'll have to look into... I was pretty certain that I went to the actual attorney who was yeah. filing the class action. Uh, I'll have to double check because wouldn't that be interesting if I signed up for something that was... A, scam. Uh, a scam, it is yeah. scam, yeah. For instance, like, you like, a scam. You, well, got a scam. Yeah. you could very well, unfortunately. You have to really double, triple, quadruple check the stuff that you're going out and oh, yeah. signing up for because you could very well sign up for something that looks legitimate and ends up not being legitimate. And that's why we tell you all the time not to click on links and emails. Oh yeah, that's so no this, big no-no. This wasn't something I clicked on a link in an email. I went out and looked for the Snapchat class action lawsuit. Right. I noticed it was by the same company that did the facebook snack snapchat class action lawsuit
0: right, right. So, uh, yeah and i did i did the legitimate. same <laughs> I, I, and i did the same thing too i uh i went to there and i signed up that way too and i still haven't gotten okay. anything so you're not you're not the only one. Don't worry. Like <laughs> but uh, yeah. I requested to check. I didn't request the the PayPal
1: yeah I version. Just, it's I think it's easier if it just goes to PayPal, then I can just transfer PayPal to my bank account. But that is also one reason why PayPal in particular I have multi, well I have everything multi factor authenticated. But right. PayPal is linked to my bank account directly and to one of my credit cards. So if anybody were to get my PayPal login information, uh, which happened several years ago, they tried to make a five thousand dollar transfer from my bank account to another one. And I mean, I didn't have the money in my account at the time, but wow, that's, that's uh, getting crazy. a notice about something like that I was like, ooh, I, we, gotta, we gotta cancel that. Let's talk computers and internet with BLH Computers
0: on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Alright, welcome back to 927 WMAY, the BLH show. We're going to be wrapping it up here, so if you want to call in with any questions, 217 629 7970. And think about the phone number there. I almost. Uh,
1: always like to talk about data and trying to protect people and just how to protect yourself so you're always more than welcome to call into BLH ask us any questions whether you use us as whether you pay for our service or not you could always call and ask us any question you can think of pretty much no matter what I woke up this morning 6.30 I had a voicemail because a woman called our store and (laughs) asked about recycling Uh, she called about 6.30 unfortunately we don't open until 10 a.m but yes if you are listening the woman who left the voicemail We do accept TVs and monitors for recycling. If you are a Springfield resident, we look at your driver's license and we take three per household per year at no cost. Uh, the same goes for Jacksonville is two per household per year. Uh, Christian County is I think unlimited. Um, but we do have to look at your driver's license. Um, Mm -hmm. Any other place, we typically charge twenty dollars per TV, ten for monitors to accept them. Uh, any, we're open right. until five PM. So yeah, we take any amount of electronic recycling anytime um,
0: we're open. Only in Springfield and Jacksonville. Taylorville is closed, right?
1: Taylorville is closed. Yes, Taylorville is now closed on Saturdays. <laughs> right. Our hours did change to We are only open until five PM now, and that is through the weekend on Saturdays as well. Okay.
0: But, awesome! Yeah. Awesome. I wanted to bring up uh, PlayStation. They might be having a new cloud gaming service and maybe a new new handheld.
1: Yeah, I think I thought it was very interesting. We are seeing massive, massive layoffs across uh, oh, yeah. huge corporations. A lot of them for new and emerging kind of technology. So like Meta is laying off a huge oh, yeah. portion of its uh, industry. Um, who was it we mentioned last week? I don't remember who we mentioned last week had laid off its Meta division. Essentially. Oh, yeah. It's, Absolutely, it's VR well, division
0: and even PlayStation—they've just they laid off a whole bunch of people not long ago too. So yeah. them to release now a new handheld device well, and it, the cloud. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's all right. This article you sent
1: me—they are actually hiring people. So they might have laid off a certain division of their their corporation. They are hiring people specifically for this new handheld that you were talking about, as well as uh, trying to enhance and really optimize the cloud gaming sphere. Oh yeah. So this is where the device you have will have very minimal hardware inside of it it will connect to the internet uh there will be a computer somewhere on the internet that has very very powerful hardware inside of it so it runs the latest games at the highest quality and then streams them over the internet to you so your little handheld device as small and minimal as it is can play the latest greatest video games at the highest quality that they have them um i do think it's going to be a great thing, I I also think it's going to be a terrible thing. It's kind of that double-edged sword where it's going to be really cool for people to be able to play games that they cannot afford the hardware for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my personal gaming computer is like a $3,000 gaming computer. It's a very expensive piece of technology, and I can play some of, I mean, I can play all of the latest games at, like, the highest resolution. Um, so, it would basically be somebody else connecting their device to right. my device, right. and then me streaming like the new God of War game over the internet to them, it, that person doesn't own any of the games. And right. I really do think that that's one of the... Uh, we'll have to see how that this is handled, but they're not just going to offer these games for free. You are going to oh. have to purchase them somehow. Oh, yeah. But one of the things you have to be careful of with any kind of internet-based uh, account, if you break the rules, they could just ban you and you completely and totally lose access to everything that you paid for. And I mean, certainly there are rules you have to follow so it would be your fault if you break the rules we don't want any like you know racist or right. other kind of inflammatory speech in any kind of these games that's just unnecessary so if you get banned for that sort of thing it is your fault but it's not like back in the day when i was when I was uh, growing up, where I physically owned a device, so pretty much no matter what, I could always plug Mario in and right. play like, Mario. Right, like the '80s Gen yeah.
0: X, right? <laughs> yep, like yeah.
1: the, the Illinois State Museum, our exhibit, yeah. which is great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You you were you were just playing. It wasn't. Uh, you, it's like you said, you didn't, you weren't connected yeah. to anybody.
1: But not and, even just breaking rules or doing anything wrong. Uh, if your account gets hacked, if you lose access to that account, um, there are just things that. Uh, You pay for these things, but you don't actually own them. I'm going to have to contact Comcast to see what happens with... I purchased the uh, Trolls movie for my children to watch, and it's a digital download. So it's just... And it's actually a digital stream. It's not a download I have at all. So that's something I need to look into. I need to look into if I can log into my Comcast account and actually download a digital version of that so that I have an offline digital version of it. Or is it something where if I cancel my Comcast account, I lose access to this... this movie that I purchased because I don't physically or digitally own it. I'm guessing you'll probably
0: lose it. Yeah. I'm guessing not, you know, not knowing the whole story. Yep. So
1: like with, uh, Meta's, uh, uh, Oculus, uh, I'm drawing draw a blank. The the standalone one that they s- sold a whole bunch of recently. You sure. log into it with your account. If your account gets banned, or most of the time they were tied to a physical device. So if you're and you can't have the same account on multiple devices. So if your device gets broken or your account gets banned, you lose access to every game or every other piece of uh, program that you paid for. Wow. So it's just a digital only thing. But I need to figure out if I can actually get, if I can have a download of it, that is why I purchased most of my things through Apple. Sure. Uh, all of the music I purchased through iTunes there is an actual digital download that I can download yeah. and then I can burn that to a CD. I can put it on a USB and share it with my brother if I wanted to. I have an actual piece of media that I can do something with back up in numerous right. places. Movies, they seem to have locked down pretty well. It does give me a digital download of the movie, but it's only playable through iTunes and oh. it's only playable through an iTunes account that is logged into my account. Mm. So whereas the music I can open in like VLC Player and just play all day on no internet at all. I have to actually be logged into my iTunes account in order to watch the movie. So
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say I think with my Voodoo account, I don't think I can actually download the the movies that are on there. I think it's digital only and I gotta yeah. be connected. All the time in order to watch those. So I movies. like
1: I like this the cloud gaming that we're getting ready to enter because it really gives access to these high end games to people who I'm not trying to say that can't necessarily afford them. But if your hobby isn't computer video gaming and you want to play the latest video game on the highest quality settings, that's a very expensive. Adventure oh, yeah. for you to get into, unless you do something like this, where you just own little handheld. It connects to the internet. It connects to somebody else's gaming computer, oh, and yeah. you play the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to bring
0: up too. Uh, uh, HBO Max is now no longer going to be HBO Max. It's just going to be Max.
1: Just Max, yeah. Yeah.
0: And they're going to be charging more. They're going to be charging more money uh, for the service. Is nine ninety nine? Was it fifteen
1: ninety nine? Oh. Yeah, they're adding another tier of service, their ultimate plan, which is not its not taking over their other one. It's just enhancing their plan. So, All right. Well, how do they get dis- a hold of it? If, if you want to discuss any more of this, or if you have electronic recycling, you can bring it to 1832 Stevenson Drive. We are there until 5 p.m. today. You can call us at 585-1580 or visit our website, blhcomputers.com, or our Facebook account. Our Taylorville location is closed today, but our Jacksonville location of 426 North
0: Main.